who's blind is it then? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claudia. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? And uh, you've got Victor over there all tongue-tied in the corner. <laughs> and um, yeah, go ahead now. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And, and, and yeah, okay, I can't blame my coffee this time. So, um, what am I going to do? So, I am your host, Victor Gouveia. And, of course, I have my co-host, Claudia Del Rio. And how are you, Claudia? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. I also want to introduce my guest for the show today, uh, Alex Fleet, uh, who is currently the fiance of Suzette Hamilton, who we're waiting for. Uh, We're kind of hoping she'll show up in the next few minutes. Um, We have Joetta K. Lewis. Uh, She's going to indulge us in a whole shitload of stories. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) And of course we have, we have Beth Tarazi and her partner, Trenton Matthews. Uh, they are an interracial couple, and that is befitting for this show. Um, actually, Alex and his fiancée, Suzette, are also an interracial couple. So we're going to have some interesting discussion. Oh, there's Suzette. Susan? Yeah? Hi. 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 Okay. And that is Suzette Hamilton, everybody. Um, The fiance of Alex Fleet. And um, I've heard some of the stories that Alex um, has gone through here in Toronto. And this is uh, completely surprising to me, and we are talking about discrimination and race. Oh, we have somebody else. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry. I I don't know what happened. My phone was was acting up. I couldn't get Hi, on. Iris. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. And Thank of course, you. ladies and gentlemen, Iris Corcos out of Montreal, and we have somebody else. I believe that's my wife. Hello, wife. Hello. Hi, Annabelle. Annabelle. All right, so are we all on? We are. Uh, Susan? Yes. Okay. Great. Can you hear everybody? I think so. I hope hope so. Well, we can hear you. I can hear you. So, hey, no technical glitches yet. Uh, Sorry, don't jinx this. Come on. I think I think Annabelle made sure my lights are on. So uh, <laughs> I apologize for this morning's show. Uh, was it this morning's show that I screwed up, or last night? Oh, I remember. I forget. Uh, I've done so many shows this week; it's unbelievable. Um, we are talking about discrimination and racism on today's show, and. Uh, 
all of us have had experiences with discrimination, whether it be racial discrimination, sexual orientation, uh, skin color, disability, whatever the case may be. Um, one thing I want to touch on, which I'm hoping we can talk about, is the systemic discrimination that is happening because I'm I'm I don't think I quite understand that. Um, first, of course, let me just put out some housekeeping things. Uh, remember, if you like this video, hit that like button and subscribe if you want to hear future episodes and get notifications. And uh, definitely share it if you think somebody else can benefit from what we have to say. And, of course, check us out on podcasts everywhere. And uh, if you belong to the email distribution list, you'll have access to my Dropbox folder where you can download the video and audio of this show. So, again, we shall begin with you, Joetta. You've experienced a ton of racism in your life, not just because you are... I'm sorry, should I say African-American or black? Let's try multiracial. I'm sorry? Uh, we call it multiracial. Because I've had people even come at me because I'm also Creole. So, um, yeah. I don't do PC mess. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that political correct message as far as I can go fly the window and drop dead. When I was 16, which was one of the biggest ones that woke me up real quick, fast, in a hurry. I was really? the church secretary, church secretary at our school, at the church, and mm-hmm. we went to a multi-district meeting in Little Rock, Arkansas. We told by the group leaders that if we had to go get anything off the bus that we had to let somebody know and wait till we go out and have an escort of six men to go with us. And I didn't understand that. Right. So I'm like, what's going on? I had forgotten my book of uh, recording minutes and mm-hmm. I said, I need to go out and get that book. And so they said, hold on. And I, I went out. And they grabbed me and I said, hold on a minute. So I went out with these six men and they told me to look around the corner of the building. Mm-hmm. Well, at two corners, there were a bunch of guys in white sheets, white helmets at each corner. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. oh my God. You know, really? So that was the first situation. The second one was after I got grown and had about all the stuff that I had to deal with. And then one day the Klansmen came to Oklahoma City to protest a gay church. And uh, my son was out in the front yard, minding his own business, playing with the dogs. And they were trying to, and I said, you don't step off this yard. 
because that's what right. they want you to do. Yeah. And I stood in my door watching them. I'm like, I can't believe this stuff is still going on. So then later on, about 10 years later, I moved out to the country and I've got a nice little place. I'm good to I bought an American flag in honor of my son because he joined the military. The next morning I get up and my flag is on the floor, on the outside on the ground actually. Right. And I look out and the next door neighbors have put up a, a rebel flag. I'm like, really? Can right. So, so I'm like, this is just insane. So I'm like, oh God, I thought I got out of this mess. But no. But even I was part of an interracial couple for a while. And I had people coming at me talking about you are worse than the dirt that you walk on. Matter of fact, a worm wouldn't crawl on you and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, enlightenment. And people are supposed to be more tolerant of each other's uh-huh. differences. Right. You know, but you know, these people still stuck in the past and they think that they're owed an explanation for somebody else being independent of what they think or do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm me. If I care about this person over here, who are you to tell me anything different? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom, mom and dad didn't even do that. So, right. no, I, I didn't listen to them. And of course, I got cussed out and called names and everything else under the sun, but I just didn't care. Right. Not right. Give in to that because. You know, that's what they, they want you to do. They want to shame you into not being with that person. Sure. And I'm sorry, but uh, the heart knows what the heart knows, and it wants what it wants, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I remember watching this movie. Um, a, a couple called Lovings. Mm-hmm. He was yes. white, she was black, and this was in Georgia. Right. And, uh, back then, if you messed with a black woman back then, you were shamed out of the out of out of the town you lived in. Well, it got so crazy that they told him, "Wow, so you married this man." And so they actually leave their state to get married and live somewhere else. I'm sorry, folks. That um, let me introduce my wife because she's going to be leaving soon. Annabelle Zarate. And yes, uh, Annabelle has to get to work. Yes, she does. I do. Yes, she does. I do. I do. <laughs> Don't worry, um, I'll be at work. She has a bitch for a boss, so she doesn't make sure she goes. She's late, or else you know they'll start talking. Isn't she'll, it she'll awful? Like, I mean, it's trouble. awful. It's awful because because <laughs> her boss brings her candies to rot her teeth and everything. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> oh yeah. man, wow, yeah, so she's bad. a pain in the ass boss. She's oh, miserable yeah. to the core. Yeah, she wants her teeth to rot. <laughs> she wants to gain fifty pounds. Yeah, my fiance to bring. You see the man to the left. That's his fault. That's Alex. That's Alex's fault. Wait, yeah. no. 
it's Alex's fault, but guess who brings it to work? You gotta blame somebody, you know. <laughs> yeah. Why blame the boss? Listen, Susan, I bring it to you, who you... It's, uh, if she gives but it you to send us, it out to, it's none of my business. Well, Susan bring it to us, I bring it at home. Yeah, I, that's I, know, I never told you oh, that I, I leave it there. What you want to, if you want to take it, that's on you. Remember that. Oh, you see how many God. people it's affecting, Suzanne? Oh, <laughs> holy cow! My sugar. I don't Listen, know what you're gonna do, man. I got a wedding dress to fit into that I need to look funky, fabulous. So y'all, y'all need to gain my weight. Feel free. <laughs> you oh, need the what? I don't. I don't eat them. They eat it. Oh, God. Oh, so you're welcome, then. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you, Alex. <laughs> Did I hear so you're getting married, Suzette? Yes, to the man to my left. Wow. Yeah, that guy over there. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> and speaking of wedding dresses, Trenton and I, we had a commitment ceremony, but it was like a wedding. And I kind of felt really embarrassed because I had a plus size dress, but it's so beautiful. Why? Why are you feeling well, sure it's beautiful? Yeah, it's okay. Because don't be embarrassed. Don't you be embarrassed. Me. I was only trying to do that. I was a size two when I was three years old, and I've learned to accept and grow. <laughs> you know, we are who we are. We, we need to learn how to accept every part of us. Yeah. Um, the great thing about a wedding dress is they make it up to size thirty-two. Oh yeah. What? Size thirty two for a wedding dress. Yeah, you can get wedding dresses in size thirty two. What everybody else thinks. Wow. I'm sorry. Ain't nothing wrong with that because right, it's your day. If you want to wear whatever dress you want to wear, if you want to go purple, you want to wear whatever you want to wear for your day. It's your day. Don't like. I'm a size twenty two and I'm a proud twenty two. I love the color. Wait, is that your age or dress size? <laughs> I'm legally 21. Or IQ. <laughs> no, Whoa. Victor, you asked, we've been through this before. You cannot ask me my age or my dress size. No, that's not I true. I know where you live. That's not true. That's it's not, not polite, you know. Victor. I can you ask, ask you your age. I can't. No, 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 Victor. Victor, yeah. number one rule. Number one rule, you never ask a woman her age. See, Alex knows. Wait, no, wait, wait, no, that's not true. No, 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 them are are fighting words, okay? Okay, just so you guys, just so you guys know, okay, just so you know, I have the ability to ask anybody anything. And what? No, 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 he has the ability to ask anybody anything. Whether or not they want to answer him is a totally different subject. Bingo. Yep. But here's the thing, I'm going to say this. If you don't answer, I'm going to sit Claudia on you. No, no, no. Let's get back on track. (laughs) (laughs) On you. (laughs) Right. I have a question. Joanna, how did you feel when you were on that bus? Like, and you saw the men in the KKK. Did you know what they were about? I was in the the parking lot when it happened. Okay. uh, At first when I it kind of flipped me out because when I looked at the, the guys, the men that were holding these wearing these white sheets of caps, some of them were actually carrying bags with nails in them. 
What? Wow. And, oh, uh, my Chang, God. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, what the right? Okay. That's horrible. This is insane. This I mean, totally uh, is there a lot of racism in Denver, uh, Beth? She it lives in the United way. States. There's racism everywhere. There is racism well. everywhere. It depends on where you are. It depends Denver. on exactly where you are. Denver is nicknamed kind of a, criminals like to call it D-Town. The same way they call Atlanta A-Town, which is so weird. But, oh, but five my point. Five points. Five points. Oh, God. I, 29th is welcome. We've, we've actually gone to the Welton Street Cafe, and it's actually quite good. But mm-hmm. the food there is amazing. It's all soul food, and it's really, really good. Right. Only thing is, anyway, but my experience with racism came, I think it was Florida mostly. Because mm-hmm. I'm originally from Florida, and that, mind you, is the most idiotic state in the nation. I've lived there for 23 years. Alligators, snakes, bug bites, humidity, that's kind of the beginning. Then you have a body of government which suggests that, oh, we don't care. And the way that, like, the racism kind of comes out when you see guys like Ron DeSantis put jungle noises against Sandra Gillum's name on the phone. I heard that from a friend in Jacksonville. But he... It doesn't, it's not just the modern stuff, like the recent crap. It's, when I was young, I had to read from these stupid history books, which did not cover a lot of black women's lives, did not exactly do black history, and there was too much white history. The only black self-made people we heard of was Madam C.J. Walker. And I have no problem, per se, with Madam C.J. Walker, but her being the only one in the entire friggin' history book is a problem because there are so many other Black-owned businesses and, like, of course, there's the Black Information Network. Now, I think the racism was more my parents because I'm kind of wondering if my bio dad was Black even because the way my mom treated me, even from the cradle, was abhorrent. Like, she would leave me unattended in the cradle. And my mom was more white Cajun slash Irish slash Scottish slash, oh, whatever. Right. I can't remember what else. German, English, Irish, Scottish, Cajun. That now, was my mom. I'm going, I'm going to say this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Trenton did not come from Florida. Am I correct? Yeah, he didn't come from Florida. He's a Denver native. Am I right? Right, right. But, um, and we were talking about this off air. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that Trenton... I'm sorry, Joetta, you're going to hate me for this, but he doesn't speak Ebonic. What's Ebonic? Ebonics. Ebonics is kind of a... I don't either. For people Neither does Trenton's like mom. Neither does Trenton's yeah. mom. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting because I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, Suzette, I, I was gonna say that in in 
Toronto here in Canada, I don't think I've seen as much racism as I've seen in the States. Have you? Okay. <laughs> how do I put this? How do I put this slightly? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You choose not to Uh-oh. see the racism in Canada as you do in the States. It's just a little bit more, how we say, well hidden. <laughs> They're not as vocal as, say, people in the States are about racism there are more of the undertone but there definitely is like there is whatever racism you also have segregation because for example 13 priority neighborhoods you think of Jaden finch oh my yeah. god that's a whole bunch of black people they're always shooting up da, 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 da. you look at albion you go down the way to what albion islington albion dixon somali country right yeah, yeah, yeah. you go up to brampton indian country the racism yep. is there. It's just that it's not as they're not burning bushes or walking around with KKK, right? But it's still evident in in daily living or ra- even the profiling because you could say I like a perfect example Jane and Finch. They will come with ten cars. You make one call to nine one one. They will come with ten cars and maybe take fifteen to twenty minutes to come. I called where I was at Rural York and I was saying they'd be here in four minutes. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. a bougie white neighborhood. Right. Right. And I yeah, want I want the part about that though is that that type of racism is worse. It is worse. Because in fact the undertones and the sly mm-hmm. innuendo ten times harder. I mean, yeah. I want I want you guys to hear the story that Alex told me about his subway interaction. Alex, do you well, mind telling it? No, I don't mind. I don't mind whatsoever. Well, there's about two or three days a week that Susan and I get to take the train together going towards work. I get off before she does. And, you know, we sit beside each other. We hold each other. And then as I'm getting off the train, I give her a kiss. We do not eat things to each other on the subway. Well, I do. but but anyways um i get on the train i get on the train (laughs) (laughs) i'll get on the train like the next day without her and someone will come up to me and go hey don't you uh don't you think you uh, used to take our women back in the day and you know and do what you want and now you gotta take our women today Damn. Like I'm being, I'm being, I'm being, come at because something that happened umpteen amount of years ago, right? And it's coming at me, it's coming back at me in what 2021. Yeah. But because I choose a because I choose to date a black girl who I happen to love and adore. Right, and I, I I mean, this is my ignorance talking, but did Canada have any slavery? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, Underground Railroad, ring a bell? Underground. Giant. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Underground Railroad meant that people escaped to Canada. They escaped to Canada. I'm sorry? They escaped to Canada because of, of racism, but didn't mean, perfect example, Native Indians, they're being consistently... Um, pulled racism, and they were—they're more native than any other person on the face of the earth, and they're still being segregated, disematized, congregated. They're not allowed, like you know, their property was taken away from them. Even slavery here 
yes, you were still considered like on the if you would still if you were on the Titanic, even though you came here as free slavery, you'd still be considered steerage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I saw I, a CBC video that detailed another the profiling that someone mentioned. Um, Alex, for example, if you walked into a store, they did this experiment with three different types of guys. So they had a guy white like Alex, and then they had a guy that was black like Trenton is and uh, or Joetta or somebody. Well, it was three guys. It was a <laughs> white, black, and an indigenous guy. So they had uh-huh. them. They had him go down the aisle. At different types, but they were looking for the same crap. Like, you know, oh, go look for vegetables or look for whatever. And so they had them go down the aisle and they had to watch. And the journalists would sit there and watch. Like, the white guy, someone like Alex, would not get as much attention. But Trenton would get a little more attention. But the worst attention was always paid to the indigenous guy. He was called over the intercom a number of times like don't steal this why are you stealing they they would accuse the indigenous guy of shoplifting and they did the same thing an experiment with apartment living like they had the same three guys go to an apartment and say do you have any openings there were three different responses regarding apartment openings and there was even an experiment where a cbc journalist would dress as a muslim woman and people right. would go out and harass her and stuff. And mm-hmm. then someone, a bystander, came in and said, will you stop it? And the journalist was like, okay. I don't remember if it was a journalist or an actual Muslim woman, but whoever it was, was like, now you guys know how important it is to quit harassing Muslims. It's ridiculous. Right. And I mean, they can found... some... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. But they And they found, the data suggests that Regina... Over, I can't remember what province it's in, but it's Regina. Saskatchewan. That's it, yeah. Okay, so, but Regina supposedly was the most racist place that they found. I don't, I can't remember other parts of the data, but I know the data in my head, Regina is popping out at me as one of the more racist parts of Canada. And there was an actual Mm. indigenous woman who was interviewed for the CBC piece who had said that she was accused of shoplifting, even though she was actually buying things for herself and a grandchild. It was right. sad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I told every, I told people before we went live and I'm kind of hoping somebody can do this. I had, I want someone to explain to me what systemic discrimination is. Can someone do that? Systemic discrimination means it's a base okay take example i'm gonna kind of go to the extreme mm-hmm. wuhan china right right they, they the epicenter of where covid19 versions of covid have started right right uh-huh. you're now coming i'm losing my headphones you're now um systemic racism means okay just because you're chinese you carry the Wuhan virus. You're from because just because doesn't matter if you're Oriental, doesn't matter if you're uh, what nationality, if you speak Cantonese, Chinese, but your face looks like Wuhan, so you are Wuhan. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like what's hap- what happens with um, people that are Muslim. Ever after nine eleven, everybody that had quote unquote the look 
um, was seen as a potential terrorist. Right, right, right. I actually experienced some of that too. Okay. I was dating a Somali boy and he was a really cool dude. I mean, but his beliefs I found a bit jarring. But because of my associations with this young man, I ended up having to go to, well, I went to even Volk Rehab, which in the United States, for those living under a rock, it's the Department of Vocational Rehabilitation. So Mm -hmm. I go to, oh, great, my heart rate went up. Sorry. Uh, I went to DVR to get a test done to see if they would even bother paying for uh, college. And what's really stupid about this is that the doctor that they sent me to, I filed a DORA Department of Regulatory Agencies complaint on this doctor that did the test because he stated something about me pretending to be Arab. And he made extremely inappropriate for a psychological test. And I even stated, you know, and I've even told people like on social media and they would say, well, you deserved it because you were wearing hijab. That's so stupid. Oh my I'm God. Sorry. But I was wearing hijab because A, I was studying. I kind of felt like I needed to. And I didn't want the doctor to necessarily see my hair and everything. And part of Islam says, cover your hair, even though it's like a weak hadith or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I go into the doctor's office wearing the veil and the hijab, whatever. And he made these really inappropriate comments about child marriage and what da da da. That's religious hell? racial profiling. Yeah, and it is. Dated a Somali. Wow. Wow. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta go. Well, thank you. Okay, uh, I experienced also before I go. I experienced also racist or discrimination by white people. They called me a yellow person and go back to where I come from. Where was this, Annabelle? Um, this is when I went to England. When I went to England, I was in the bus. I was uh, taking a seat, and then the, the, the Englishman said to me, I said, you yellow people go back to where you come from. Well, you'd expect wow. that in the where where slavery started. I mean, come on. Yeah, and then when I was he- I'm yeah. here in the bu- bus here in Toronto, I was taking uh, our bus here, which mm-hmm. is in the Birchmont bus. I was told by white person that you immigrant, which is me, go back where I come from because I don't belong in Canada. Oh yeah. And and I've actually heard that when I've been with her, and I get so pissed off at that because I want to stand up and beat the fucker guy up, and I well, can't I, I, because I, because she I holds me down. Right. I fought for my rights, and I said, "Who do you think you are? You're also an immigrant. The only thing that I know that is owned this Canada is the native Indian." I told him, "I said you are also an immigrant." Me, I'm as an I'm immigrant, and no one owns this Canada except the Indian. Yeah. And he shut his yeah. mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? When you point it out, 
people just <laughs> shut up about it and they don't say anything. So you know, so you stood up for yourself. To... I'm really this is glad one of the you things. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I got only 10 minutes to get ready. So, good night. Good night. Night, Annabelle. See you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Uh, Now, I was under the impression, because everybody's mad at the government for having systemic racism. I mean, I could see that happening with the police. In fact, uh, racial profiling is a huge thing here in Toronto. Mm. Um, But how do you see that in the government itself? I mean, is there such a thing? Uh, yeah. Okay. There is. Okay, Uh, can you explain? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'll give you a real good one. As a congressman, he is Jewish. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, and this, when all this mess about you-know-who got started, Mm -hmm. okay? Right. He turned around and spoke up. Now. Against Trump. Yes, he did. Okay. And not too long after that, his video was snatched off of Messenger. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I haven't heard anything since then. And uh, in his, the area that he uh, is uh, supposed to cover has mm-hmm. a lot of black people in in the demo, demographic area that, he, right. that he's uh, so he tries to stand up for the black man mm-hmm. and he said he was tired of the crap and he was tired of what the man was doing and it needed to stop and it needed to stop right now so this was like two months two three months back video got snatched so there is a lot of that going on. They just won't let you see it. Yeah. But the minute it comes up, they try to snatch it down. They really do. They don't want you to know that that's going on. They don't want you to know that. Right. They want you to think that the government is unified in everything they do, but really and truly, they're not. It's right. It's just like right. they're when, broken. Um, Yes, that's why it was so much chaos going on when the down and everybody was telling them, no, we're not going to shut down. And they shut down for a while. And then after a while, they come back up. And I'm like, you don't even know what they're doing up there? Uh-huh. I mean, seriously? Right. So just like back in my home state, when I was, uh, I went to the state capitol one year mm-hmm. to talk to a congressman there. And he's Indian. He's mm-hmm. a Native American. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked him straight up, straight off. I said, do you run up against a bunch of stuff when you... And he said he did. And he had people that come up that, like that slide under the, under the radar slights and barbs and things like that come at him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I told him he needed to cut his hair and look more professional instead of looking like some some Native American dropout or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and the man has many degrees behind his name. Right. So uh, I'm like, so he said, yeah, I've gone through a lot of that. And then um, also it's double-sided because when he go to like Indian powwows because his tribe still has powwows and stuff, Mm -hmm. some of the people in his town told him. Right. And I'm like, whoa, he's getting it from both ends. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just it's not just in the black community. It's not just in the white community. It's not just in the Indian community. It's everywhere. Right. And see it does not mean it does not happen. No, naturally, of it's course, just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, Claudia, you used to work for the government. Uh, the federal government, if I'm not mistaken, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, did you have any discrimination over there when it came to people you were helping? For example, I know that in when I was working for a social clinic out in the West End, there was a lot of discrimination where people would basically generalize certain people that came in. For example. Black people, Indian people, yeah, we Spanish saw people, yeah. Um, we had. Um, I worked with. Uh, I didn't deal with this specifically, but I worked it with. Um, I worked in the same office where there was um, six, Section Eight being administered in public housing, mm-hmm. and so I would hear landlords say, "No, I'm not renting to quote unquote those people." Because mm. I don't want to rent to black people. Yes, they're all stereotyping. Yeah, yeah. Because you could even go one step further for housing because if you're on social assistance, that's even worse because they don't want they don't like to rent to people because they say um, it doesn't matter if you're black. It's, it's it matters one if you're even black and worse that you're on o- Ontario Works or ODSP because that's also this one kind of. Uh, Race uh, systematic segregation right. in a way it's too. It's going to bring down the neighborhood, quote unquote. Yes, um, right. Because and you're on assistance. If you're yep. blind, yep. believe it or not, I've been discriminated with that yep. many times. Wouldn't rent to me. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to start a fire because you don't know where you're how you're walking huh? in your building. All kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff yeah. goes in their head, and they're so ignorant, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, that's saying something because um, Iris lives in Montreal. Which is, isn't Montreal fairly multicultural? Uh, yeah, well, um, it is in Montreal, yes. But all, you know, the whole Quebec basically is known to be very discriminative. Really? Discriminatory, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Quebec? Quebecois. Quebecois. <laughs> well, no, you know what? I've always thought of Canada, well, I mean, in Toronto, I don't think I've seen as much discrimination as I've seen in other places. Because it's like Susan, because it's like Susan said, Victor, it's hidden. Okay, mm. it'll be it'll be like this. Okay, Susan and I will be giving each other a kiss on the train, and then I'll get off, she'll get off, and then suddenly you'll see people they'll get together. Oh, it's about this. You just, yeah, you know, yeah. They were and making up. Blah blah blah. They won't say. And they won't. They'll stare. They've. Oh, I've seen I, staring. I've, I've said mm. to Susan, "Look at she's staring at us." Right. At and end. I give them something to stare at. No. Right. right, but the thing is, though, is it it happens. Nothing. They won't they they won't say nothing. They'll stare at you. They won't say nothing. They'll wait till you get off the train, and then oh, look, did you see them? Oh, they're, they're, 
black and white. Oh, they were making out. Oh, that's not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be black and black and white and white. You're right. You know, but, I, I, but in general, people are just very mean and nasty <clears throat> because they'll do that if you look, look any different. Yeah. You know, they stare yeah. at you and talk about you behind your back or yeah. if you're bigger, um, if you have a deformity of some kind or handicapped and it's an obvious handicap. So. Well, I'm a well, I wanted to girl. touch on that. I wanted to yeah. touch on Alex's um, comment earlier when he was telling his story about how, um, you know, I've heard that same mentality where not not towards me, but I've heard, you know, an African American guy say, "Why are you taking our sisters to somebody who's white?" You know, mm-hmm. um, and and so I think it's more common than what people, you know, when people what people think about. And I love I love kicking it back in their face. I mean, I have a story. I was riding the streetcar one day, and I was a lot bigger than I am now. But the other thing about me is that I don't look European. I look as white as as rice. And these people were sitting down talking Portuguese and making fun of me. And it's like, I just talked right back. I said, you really think I have a big nose? In Portuguese. I told them (laughs) Mm -hmm. that. That same thing has happened to me because I don't look Mexican. (laughs) And people talk about you and they think you don't know what they're saying. Oh, my God. That's the sad part. But um, Language barriers, though. I hate being the person that is accused of being racist. But oftentimes, I think people have this stereotype about Black and Latina women. Oh, they make good caregivers. But these women end up in the caregiving profession, and they're getting paid peanuts to care for people who have complex needs. And oftentimes, these women can't even communicate well with their clients. And just because these women can do the skills... That doesn't mean they really should be, because there is a skill that I think, like, for example, if I went to Germany, I would have to learn German, right? So I would fit into Germany by learning German. And I have a friend who's in Germany. Trenton and I know this girl named Eva, and Trenton knows Eva really well. She's really sweet. But um, Eva has complex disabling conditions and needs. So... Mm -hmm. If I needed to, say, talk to a banker in German, I'd need to do it on the phone in German. But mm-hmm. here in the United States, we don't require caregivers and people to at least... We don't even want to offer free English classes to... God forbid, I love this woman to death, but Nadifa is my ex's aunt, and she wants to be a midwife. But, you know, here in the United States, we have these complex midwifery classes you have to take where they teach you all this Latin and what the heck is that Somali woman? I think that's good that Nadifa wants to do it, but is she going to really tackle this? Because, you know, she needs to have free classes in English so that mm-hmm. she can communicate better with her clients, the women who will be giving birth. And she's right. had the experience, but in the United States, we're just throwing people into professions and giving all the people we don't like the professions we don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, see, I I have well, to disagree here. No. What? No, I have to disagree. I don't. Well, I think it's because it's a, it's a personal situation for me, I guess. Um, but okay, so 
Not. So I guess my question is, are you saying that they should have access to learning a language? Because even if you learn a language, it doesn't, English is hard to learn in itself. I oh, mean, yeah. there's so many complexities in it that, um, I mean, and I speak from experience that I've had family members who've tried to learn it, mm -hmm. um, even with give, being given offered the free classes and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, they even those of us that have... Access, they should have better access to the English thing, though, because even with an accent, English is fine to learn. And I mean, well, even if I speak it natively... I wouldn't mind learning other languages if I went to other countries. Like, I mean, my friend is learning Finnish and she's in Finland. But the whole point is that if you're going to be a care person, you've got to be able to talk to clients that may not be able to. And I don't like this idea that someone who has no experience with a blind woman with, I don't have super complex needs. I just, I have home health because of, well, long story, but because of the uh, apartment and everything like that. But the people that I've had in my house, either I have to patiently explain to them everything in too simplified a language, or they don't have English as the language of choice. And if something were to happen to say myself or Trenton, and they we like say if Trenton falls on the floor and like gets a seizure or something mm -hmm. this person needs to be able to speak enough english and know how to call 911 how to communicate the problem in a way such that the right help can be brought to the client that's right. the yeah. problem that i understand that yeah. i understand but i'm going to i'm going to tell you guys this 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 just happened to me so this really burns me up right at the moment Mm -hmm. not, not, um, so I'm on this email list and for some reason we were talking about immigration and culture and um, basically language barriers, right? And so this, and she, she admits it. So she, uh, this white woman wrote in, in the um, email list that I will not have anybody who is not white and not Christian come into my home. I had a wow. black person. I had. Wow. She said I had a black person come into my home and she stole my stuff and blah blah blah. Right, so I got uh, pissed off. I got pissed off and I said, "Oh, because so. white Christian women don't steal, right?" <laughs> and then I, it just, there's plenty of white Christian women. It just took off from there. It just took off from there because she said because she knew that I'm um, I'm Mexican American and and she said. I think you people should go back to your country. Whoa, there we go. That's a famous right. line all the time. I think you you people. people should go back to your country and stop taking away housing and jobs and all of these things away from people that are here in the United States. So I never get into internet battles. I just not. I just don't. But I did. <laughs> wow! What a nasty woman. Yeah. That's kind just, of the, the, that's kind of, sorry. That's kind of like the one time I was in. I was in. I was sitting in the hospital one day and this patient beside me in the bed beside me needed a blood transfusion. And he says to the doctor, I'll take the blood of anybody as long as they're not black or gay. See, that's crap. Oh, I mean, Jesus, that's crap. 
you're in the life of that situation. If you got to give me a kidney, I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. Exactly. You know, I'll take the blood. You got to give me blood. Right. If it's going to help me, just give it to me. Yeah. If, if we're a match, I mean, hey, go ahead on. Right. Right. Well, you know the history in, in the states where um, how plasma was formed was created by a black man, a black doctor who knew, figured out how to separate plasma for a blood transfusion. And the thing is, he ended up needing one and had, because there were at that time white hospitals wouldn't take black people, he ended up dying. The oh, creator wow. of how to separate plasma. I mean, America has got some, excuse my language, some fucked up history when it comes we to. We have fucked up history. <laughs> um, I mean, Canada's not any better. Again, we just hide it a little bit more. But I just also think that, I mean, we were given, females were given the right to vote in Canada way before the U.S. even gave that opportunity. True that. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. In some things, Canada does, we were also people who allowed same-sex marriages to occur way before half of the states in America said it was okay. So in some ways, Canada does do it in advance, but in other ways, they're like, at the same hand, you know, it, it's rare. They, they would never, we have three levels of government. Well, we have three levels of power of government, the NDP, the liberals, and the stupid blue people. So, I thought you were going to say three levels of government, federal, provincial, and municipal. I mean, <laughs> no, I wasn't going to no. say that. But what I'm saying is at the time of we had, a, we had an election, there was no thought. They never want, they said, there can't be three women who are heads of these political powers. They had Kathleen Wynne who was there and she fought her whip. She's a, she was a gay woman. She's like, yeah, that lasted. She said they didn't know. She couldn't understand. She doesn't understand black people and she doesn't understand community people because she's gay and she's a woman. Yeah. Then you had, they kicked out, they, they, the, the blue people went sneaky, said they didn't want this politician there, caused a, a, a scandal saying that, oh, he was having sexual intercourse or, you know, sexual assault onto this thing that wasn't proven true. Now he's the mayor of Brampton. Um, so he could get in, but they weren't going to get a woman in. They wanted someone who, like, the stupid person who's in power now the Ford people. And like, it was just like, when you look at government, even up in government on levels, like look at Hillary and that other person who was no longer in power. Um, they can't, the U S could not fathom a female president. It right. could like, regardless of what your political views were, they said there's no way a female could be president. Mm-hmm. So I just they, seems they, they like, can't see a female in power. Not in everyone. Just yeah, they wherever. can't see a woman in power. You know, you know, when we have our period, are we going to blow up the world? Because that was oh, that, that was the no, that you know, was the thing. Yeah, so be bad. yeah right. right so uh, <laughs> I guess jokes. So totally negotiations every twenty-eight days. <laughs> right? Are we going to blow up the world or piss somebody off? Oh, and we don't know how to be aggressive or. Um, we don't we know how to blow up things because we're women. We're supposed to be sitting back doing, you know, baking and having babies and, and supporting uh, our uh, man. And, oh so and getting that spot of tea, getting the tea ready, darling. I don't like tea. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you guys what, though. 
Trenton is the most supportive guy in the entire universe to me. And as for if I ran for president, the first things, like, I would have to get a lot of countries with the program and sanction those that don't believe in a woman leading. Exactly. I would have to change the world so that people understand that women are ruthless. I mean, we're ruthless and we're assertive at the same time. And And manipulative. And I would also have, yeah, we have to be. No, we're, we're, we're considered, if when we say a perfect example, like you said, we're not considered ruthless. If a man was doing it, oh, he's cunning and smart. But if a woman's mm-hmm. doing it, oh, she's ruthless and she's a bitch, yeah. right? Yeah. When you look at the power, That's oh, no, right. he's- A lot of my IEPs, like, look at, if you looked at my school IEPs, there were racial and gender discriminatory crapolas everywhere in my reports. Beth is bossy and abrasive and needs to learn to submit. I want to take my TBI and the other people in that room, and I want to take those papers and rip them and burn them in hell right in front of yep. people. Because okay. I am so oh. damn tired. Then they're going to say you're emotional. If they want you're on to your PMSing. let them say it. Because you know, but okay, um, getting Trent, back to the quiet over uh, there, Trenton and Alex, I think we're being ganged up on. Yeah. No, well, no. I'm gonna say this no, it's you're not being ganged up on, it's it's really that there is discrimination towards women in general, anyway. I mean, look at that, look, that's at, look at, you know look at I'm pay grades. Totally true. Um, you know, women are women are paid uh, less for doing Still. the same jobs as Still. men. Yeah. Yes. And, and they pay more for their, you know, if it's a woman product. Well, it's like Susan told me. Mm-hmm. She says, babe, why don't you go and get, why don't you go and get your social worker uh, um, paperwork and all that. She goes, go get your degree in social work. She goes, if, you, if I were to apply for the same job you're applying for, she says, you'll get it before I am. True. Yeah, Plus, he's a min- also, in that field. He's considered a minority. How so? White. He, well, certain fields, unfortunately, because of the, the female dominant social workers are more dominantly females in, in just in general. But because mm-hmm. Alex, if me and Alex were going for the same position, even though I have 15 years experience and he just got out of school fresh off the boat, he because there's too many female social workers. And we can, and we were almost similar in our interviews. They would give it to Alex more than me because he is a male. Okay, okay, wait a second. I have to take exception to that. You said fresh off the boat. I was yeah. given to, to presume that that was an immigration, uh, uh, something you said to an immigrant because they don't know okay, what they're fresh doing. Fresh out of school. I'm fresh, fresh out of school. Out of school. She's She's graduated. In. Yeah, okay. That's so what I mean, like, school, he's fresh out of school. Yeah. yeah, but I still get the job over 15-year experience. And I person. could do that position in my sleep, but he would get it over me. Just like right. it was a nursing position, too. If he right. he and exactly. I were going to the same nursing position, Alex would get it over me because it is a female minority. But every other position in the right. rest of the world is a whole different story. Really? Yeah. I was I, I always thought nurses were female, most of all. That's what she they said. Are. There's yeah. not enough men yeah. in nursing, so men are paid Female more. predominant. And they would he would get more than I would be. Really? Yes. Yep. Yes. He would be paid yes. more. Wow. Because yeah, it's a I female dominated role. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, nursing is a female dominant role. Now I here I come in just out of school and get a job in that hospital. I'm going to get paid more than what Susan would be getting paid, mm-hmm. or anybody else in here would be getting paid. Any other female in here would be getting paid because right. I'm a male and I'm fresh out of school. And there's yeah. also there's also discrimination against. Um, uh, people with disabilities in work yes. situations. Because, oh, I got a good one for that. Oh, God, yes. Because God. I can okay. tell you guys, I'm going to tell you my story real quick. Um, when I was applying for my first job, it was at a domestic violence shelter. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, I was fresh out of grad school, me and my, uh, one of my best friends at the time. And she's white and I'm not white, but look white. Um, and we were both up, we both applied for a position within the shelter and we both got the job, but she got paid $2 an hour more How Which, because, well, when I found out it was one of two things. And I think it was the second, um, number one, she was a good friend of the director of the shelter, ah. but, but number two, we had the exact same degrees. We had come out of school at the same time. And to me, I felt that I was discriminated against because of because of being blind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't prove it. You you couldn't see how much you were getting paid an hour. That's why. <laughs> oh, right, so right. But people talk. Oh people talk. <laughs> no, but I mean that's that's probably that mentality that she's not going to know that she's getting paid less. Yeah, because she can't yeah. see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. I could see and, that. And it's funny also, real quick, that when at the same time I applied for that job, I also applied for a job with Voc Rehab. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get the job at the time. This was back in the early 2000s. Right. And it's funny that, you know, I come back 10 years later and I get the job only because it's somebody different who is in the position of hiring, mm-hmm. whereas his mentality was more open and um, flexible. And I think that that's what allowed me to get the job. His grandmother was blind. Mm-hmm. And so he felt, you know, that there was, there was no, there was no barrier. But the right. guy that interviewed me the first time, he's like, no, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what's, what's your story, Alan? Well, I was working for a company. I was going to go and work for a company called Kraft Foods. Um, oh, an agency you told me about called, this one. Yeah, through a company called Kelly Services. Right. And I went it's there. It's a staffing I did the, company, right? Yes, Kelly? it is. Okay. I went there and uh, through, I went to Kraft. I did their interview. I passed their interview. But I am also someone who is of, uh, I have epilepsy. Right. Since I've had it since I was a year and a half old. So I went in there and I was honest with them. I told them. Like I had my certifications for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, you're good to go. They tested me on their forklift. They said, okay, you're good. We'll get you in there. I went to their doctor, got a certification saying I've been seizure-free for more than two years. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, he's good. The day I was going to report to work, I got a phone call. Don't come into work. Why? Well, they didn't know I had a friend on the inside who worked already for the company. Right. So I got him to find out why. He ended up finding out, oh, the supervisor, or as they like to call it, team leader, didn't want you working on his shift because you were an epileptic and he felt that you were going to do damage to all the products. So they let me go because of the fact I was an epileptic. 
Wow. Okay. Ain't that about a blip? So I took him to the Human Rights Commission. Won <laughs> uh, a, a, a year uh, year's worth of rent and walked out with about $2,000 in my pocket weekly. Wow. Yeah, but I was just a young kid then, and I was I didn't have the mentality of today or that money right. wasn't saved. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, uh, with Trenton, I'm always worried that he won't be able to get a job in Colorado. I always have to explain because of the unequal pay to, to genders, but then there's also black males get paid X, white males get paid Y, and all this get paid Z. And I'm just using X, Y, and Z to, like as numbers, like think of any number. But Trenton, you are a nerd. What kind of things would make you fall? <laughs> I kind of want you to kind of tell them what you do. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Oh. Hi, no, nerd. Okay. I'm sorry. Did yeah. you think you were going to hide? Yeah, well, he was happily yeah, in the corner over there. I come out, I come out and I come out of the, you know, the, the treehouse, woodwork, whatever. Um, that's, that's how oh, I am. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, I, I do some I do some website work. It's not really a just a hobby to be fair. Remixing of music of Audacity or text text to speech like you know uh, stories. Some some people kind of some people do that kind of thing. It's just mainly to you know entertain the world. It's not a paid thing. It's just no, something I do. But at least it shows people what kind of stuff you're capable of, right? Yeah, I did want to also bring up uh, uh, Beth mentioned the uh, Black Information Network the, which um, uh, the Black Information Network replaced Fox News, shockingly, in June of 2020, so if anyone's wondering, wondering where that radio network went. Bye-bye, um, Fox News. I kind of hate yeah. them anyway. Denver, Colorado does not have an affiliate here. Even though we are a, I guess you could say semi-black city, as it mm -hmm. were. Though there's several stations in uh, in Georgia, uh, several in California, <coughs> in Texas, but none in Colorado as of now. Uh, and uh, for oh, and we used to have a progressive radio station there too. It's gone now. No mm -hmm. more progressive radio. It's all sports and or Republicans. Yeah, that doesn't help much. No, I mean that's that's some serious stuff then. Oh yeah, I mean it says a lot about the racial makeup of the city. And after the it, George Floyd protests last year, I was like, "Threaten, don't go in here, please." Now wait a second. Was it just a, a protest in your city, or was it a full on there riot? There were a bunch of protests in our city, and people accused the blacks of rioting, and you know the whites were accusing the blacks of rioting and stuff. Right. But I think some of these people, the whites had it coming anyway because I think, and I'm not saying anything to be mean to all white people here. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the white people who sat there and said, "Oh, but you." Antifa people are rioting and stuff. 
I didn't exactly like the then president's response to it. It was unacceptable. And now that we got this new guy in office, Joe is awesome. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing a lot more. And now there's a reparations bill on the table. And I think reparations would be good, especially because Trenton's now, if we decide to have boy, if we have boys, if Trenton and I to have like a child, we have a boy, a black boy in America is by the data. It says that black boys are fifth from 15 to like 30 are likely to be the victims rather than the perpetrators of gun violence. It's the same thing like with the mentally ill, they're like 95% likely to be the victims rather than the perpetrators of gun violence. Right. It's sad. It goes and back the- to racial profiling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, or you try uh, having a child who's mixed, like a child who's black, and because both my kids are mixed, and growing up with them, you know, are you black? Are you white? No, I'm mulatto. Like that was even the term mulatto. I don't like, but um, you, you, it literally made they have they almost had to you. They were almost forced to pick sides. Are you on your mom's side or your dad's? Like, are you white like your dad? Or are you black like your mom? Which one? Like it yeah. wasn't even. I no. My name is Kiana. My name is Kyle. That's who I am. And my, my, my I always cousin. brought up my kids like that, right? They're not black. They're like, like you look at my son now, he looks Mexican. Like it just depends. If you look at my daughter, depending on her hairstyle, she could be fifteen different nationalities. Right. But they, when I, we're always growing up, I'm like, who are you? My name is Kyle. That's who I am. They didn't mm-hmm. really look. And if they want to choose that. And, and they have the option, if they want to get, when they're older, they want to say, okay, mom, I want to be, if they look more black, and I'll tell you this happened to my son, because he was with a whole bunch of black people, um, he, they looked at, oh, he's a black guy now, he looks more dark with them, but if he looks white, and then he's going to be targeted more because he looks on the darker side than he does in the, one in the winter when he looks on the wetter side. They mm-hmm. leave him alone in the winter time and they bother him in the summertime. Right. Because well, of the it's, color it's, changing. It's, it's a tough to say. Yeah. I think. If yeah, I try to speak black, anything, like, yo, pal, what's up? Can I come to your crib later? It doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Wait, I got one better. I got one better. Let, well, let, well, me, uh, let me try to say it. Let me try. I am Jamaican. Okay. Uh-huh. This is my Jamaican accent. Yo, man, what's going on, man? What you talk about? What's what's up with this this foolishness, man? Me come from Jamaica. Do I sound Jamaican to you? No, <laughs> you sound whiter than rice. Yeah. Thank you, but yeah. I'm Jamaican. My mother makes fun of me. Okay, my mother says you're not really a black person because you can't talk like a black person. No, I could go one step worse. My whole household is a mix because I have Mexican and and. Um, Arabian influences of my grandchildren. And one time my oldest um, grandson, uh, which it really ticked me off because he come home upset one day. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he told me what happened. So very next day, me and him and his parents went to the school. And I said, Look, I don't know what you're doing in your school or about this situation, but here's what's going on. And I said, I don't think that's right because he's really bright. He could pass for white, but he's not. 
He is right. black and Mexican. And um and other grandson is black and Arabian. So both of them have the same coloration, but one has real straight hair, the other has extremely curly hair. Mm-hmm. So when these two are at school, they just cut up and do what they do, you know, but there's some folks in the school that look at them and do the mumble, 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 or yeah. worse, or they talk down to them like they got no sense. So I'm like, you know what? You need to address this, and you need to address it fast. I said, because mm-hmm. it's not right. So right. they did a school-wide assembly about tolerance. Right. And um, they asked mm-hmm. students who would be a to stand up. Not everybody stood up, but out, my grandson did stand up. Right. And uh, I was so proud of him, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you, back in the day when I was growing up, it took a village to raise a child. It should take a village to make sure the schools do their job. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. as and far this as is why... This is why Trenton and I are not moving to any state in the South, especially the South, because of I've been in the Florida school system. And like I said before, I have had gender discrimination done on me and the racial discrimination began. And I didn't really tell this fully, but it didn't help. Like I, I had done a previous episode on guardianship. But my parents used it also to do racism, like, oh, well, you can't see Orion, you can't see Michael, and those guys were both black. Mm-hmm. And then oh they tried God. to drill my Somali boyfriend, and his name was Dek Ahmed, he was a real sweetheart. But they drilled him on things like a job, health insurance, and other crap that they would think Deck would trip up and say, I don't have a job, so that they could try to discriminate against him and say, well, you can't take care of our daughter. We're not going to give you a blessing. Yeah. Well, I yeah. ended up breaking yeah. up with the guy because of that. But when I told them that Trenton was with me, my dad tried to go into boundaries and he crossed a line when he calls my home phone and gives Trenton the most stupidest things. Nah, bedroom advice, really. But it it wasn't really something I wanted my dad doing. And his actions around that was like, don't get my daughter pregnant. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, dad? Trenton and I are not just going to live together as companions. We want to be able to expand our family. And that means I don't care if the baby's mixed. If the baby gets a question like what Suzette was talking about, Mm -hmm. I would say, just say, I'm both black and white. I'm both. Okay, well, let me put it to you guys. I mean, which... Well, Suzanne, I mean, which do you prefer? If someone was to refer to your children, what would you prefer them be called? If Their anything? names, Kiana and Kyle, because that's who they are. That's who they should identify as. Okay. But it, again, you depend, like, my, I'll give you an example. My mother is a miserable old Jamaican woman who mm-hmm. believes, like, you know, she doesn't like black, white. And she said, like, I understand when Meghan Markle said there were people going to ask her about what color the baby was going to turn out. That is about like, unfortunately, that is a reality question because my uh, my mother told me if the kids look more white, she's not going to have anything to do with them. 
oh. my kids ended up to be both you know they got they were more on the darker side than the lighter side but right. you know if they weren't that way my mother literally said i don't want anything to do with them if they're gonna be if they end up white right oh well, seconds guys i just have to take a break i have uh, it's okay the bathroom yeah. calls me I have, I have a, I have a question though. I mean, why did Meghan Markle say that? Is she, is she black? Yeah. Meghan Markle is mixed. She is oh. a black. She is. She has a black mother and a white father. I did not. Yeah. So, I didn't know that either. Right. Yep. So Meghan, that was that big drama with her dad, supposed to give her away because he had there was some like she said lies or something. But her mother, you when mm -hmm. you see her, is a black woman. Right, and her father is a white man, so mm -hmm. that is why they were concerned about the color of the baby, the royal baby coming. If the baby would be black or white, mm -hmm. he's Archie. That's all it is, right? And like, and sorry, go ahead. Even on the other hand, like perfect example, Alex and I, I am the black, I am the whitest black person you will ever meet. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Alex can. <laughs> Alex has to translate black things for me. I mean, I'm blind and I can see that. Right? I choose, but I, that's me. I chose not to look at things as black or white. I chose to, even though, you know, it's still, I mean, in my mind, that is what I'd like. But in the reality, that is not always the case. And I'm no. like, I remember right. saying I was a big plus size girl. I rem when my when my clients get mad at me, they call, oh, you fat bitch. You should go and fucking Jenny Craig. Look at you, you fat whore. Who, what other man would want you? These are my clients when they get mad and I'm discharging their ass because they've done <laughs> something stupid mm -hmm. to get this. But wow. this is like, and people will look at you. Oh, you fat bitch. You don't know. Like the famous line is, you don't know Jenny Craig. I said, it's not Jenny Craig anymore. It's Weight Watchers, okay? Get it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you yeah. try to throw them off because they don't expect a response. They think they want to they wanna make you feel small. And that's the one thing this this is, and that's where, where systemic racism comes in. They, it's other people trying to make you feel smaller than who you are. Like, right. you're right. belittling, be smudging, like insulting you, trying to make you feel worthless, then you're not worthless. Nobody is worthless. No. And so my exes wrong. are worthless, but that's another story. Yeah, that's a whole other show that we It's like, again, me with my epilepsy, yeah. an area that I used to live in. Yeah. All people used to come up, oh, I don't want your kid playing with my kid because your kid's contagious. Right. Because he uh -huh. didn't understand epilepsy. Yeah. My mom, my mom used to get, oh, your kid's not allowed to play with my own, not play outside or basketball or whatever with my son or my daughter because, in fact, he's, uh, he's contagious. Well, yeah. it goes back to like the movie that we just reviewed the other day. I mean, in the movie Philadelphia. The, yeah, the yeah. Guy, oh, Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah, he had AIDS. Movie. Yeah, he had AIDS, and a lot of people yeah. that was back in the '90s, and so you were afraid. I mean, people in the general public were afraid to even, you know, get near somebody with AIDS because they thought they would contract it. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, and I was telling I was telling Claudia, and I, I spoke about it on the show. Um, when I was younger, I was a fat kid with, co you know, really thick Coke bottle glasses, and I was teased mercilessly. Even had bullies in class. I had two of them to speak of, um, and you know, it's no wonder that I'm so fucked up in the head. 
but my daughter who also was big boned and and had to wear glasses when she was younger she didn't get teased like i did she didn't have any bullies in her school i mean she was she has grown up the most <laughs> rounded woman i've ever met i think that speaks a lot to i think that the young generation is a lot more accepting than us old schoolers. <laughs> and I don't yeah. mean us here. I don't mean us here. You would think in some I respects. See, I see, well, I see my son and his friends and all my nieces. They are so accepting. They seem to be very accepting of everything mm. and everyone. Mm. And I love it because mm. I don't, you didn't see that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, things are more talked about nowadays. True. And uh, hopefully at school is where they learn about diversities. But, you know, racism and discrimination comes in all different shapes, sizes, and forms. So it's, and we don't, it's crazy. I mean, listen, I would be happy if my mother taught me about sex, okay? That was yeah. what it is. Like, screw, like, I understand oh, racism and things like that. But exactly. I have, a, 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 I have a, a period. You've heard this, Alex. I told you what my mother um so what you know girls get their periods yeah it's a natural phenomenon uh-huh. um and my mother in jamaican culture i think it's caribbean we don't they don't talk about sex and they don't talk about your periods right i watched the cosby show i saw how claire huxtable did a uh you know she come an out day gave her a party made her feel special so i said i was gonna do that for my daughter which i did but did for you me, really Yes, I did. I made Kiana feel like she got her period. We went shopping. We did many patties. Oh, we went damn. for a park. We did like we did everything because I didn't want her to feel like it was the oh my god I'm having a period like the it's curse. so like negative. Like the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I started having my period. Kinda... I didn't know what it was. I started bleeding. Didn't know what it was. Was with a stepfather who was a total jackass. So what's any person to do when they're bleeding? They call 911. <laughs> so I called 911 because I was bleeding and I didn't know what was going on. And thank God a female paramedic was there and she had to explain to me what I was, was having with a period. Wow. And how wow. we're like what to look for tampons and the difference between tampons and pads. But my right. mother never she was more pissed that she had to pay the fifty dollar bill, the ambulance bill for the nine one one call than the actual telling me what my period was. No, I I yeah, and that's I mean that's the one thing I was telling Claudia. I mean the fact is I had to learn about sex from magazines. From you know pornography. Yeah, and don't learn to- them from your friends; they yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I, I was lucky in that way because my mom was like straight up honest with me. You know, my mom came up. Well, my mom, of course, my mom came up to me at the age of sixteen. I brought my girlfriend home. My mom was like, "Well, yeah, if you want to bring, if you want to have some fun in the bedroom with a girl, your girlfriend, go right ahead. Just clean the sheets after you're done." And of course, oh, me, oh me, yeah, but, yeah, but hold on, but hold on. It's reverse psychology, right? Because me. My face went like fifty shades of red, and was like, "Mom, <laughs> I really." <laughs> so she, so she knew nothing was gonna happen. Right, right? smart yeah, lady. Right. To embarrass you, smart right. lady. I think right. I'll do that. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and the thing is, he <laughs> nothing would happen because he didn't want to do the laundry. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's um, a guy for you. 
Yeah, my well, my parents were hey, very hey. similar. They didn't talk about for mine. Didn't talk about anything like that. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, didn't. No. it was taboo. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah big time. I know. Talk about you know the sexual things and periods and whatnot. But girls in so many different places in the world are always told once you have your period, it's time to talk about marriage, and that's yeah. happens here too in the United States, but. You know, my dad, basically, when I got mine, when I was like 11 years old, there was no party, no ice cream or anything. I think I'm going to, I'll steal Suzette's idea because I like it. And because girls need to know their bodies. Have it, have it, have it. Yeah, I did it. I have four girls. And I'm telling you, any one of them about their period, we made a special event, you know. I didn't want to make her feel embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, now, I was part of now. Life. See, you guys, you guys got to run for president <laughs> and prime minister, right. and and make a law. I don't know French. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking I'll of discriminatory was... here, that, that's what it is: uh, French and English. You know. Yeah. Really bad. Well, I remember so. big early on when my mom back in those days, it was taboo to talk about sex. So how I got to learn about sex? Did she give me this kind of like? Dictionary of sex. Whatever subject I want to look up at, and we'll look you up in the book. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you got wait, that. Wait, honey. Wait, wait. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> and I think the whole thing Say about what? the period party is a great idea, but it, I mean, it depends on the culture. Because, like, Native Americans have this really neat, there are neat rituals, and it goes from tribe to yes. tribe. But it's like, I have learned about some of the U.S. tribes and what they do. Like, I know they do, like, a special sweat lodge and a sacred thing for, like, the Cherokee. Or coming out, a coming out party. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. They do that, too. And then they have, well, there's a legend where seven women in what they call, they call this period thing the moon time. So there's a legend where these women took down a stone enemy. And it was really amazing. And that's kind of like, oh, we're going to use the power to give life to take some life from this stone demon thing but this was the legend of stone coat and that's one of my favorite stories about womanhood and so i think that a girl should know that you know and it doesn't matter what culture but i think white cultures like my mom was not really all for the party thing right like my dad was weird like he said you know oh well now you're capable of being pregnant you better be careful i'm like whatever and people kept saying it was a curse but I don't think it was much of a curse thingy as much as like in 2006, I had the cramp from hell and I couldn't mm-hmm. even get off my floor. <laughs> yeah, I've had those. Mm. Yeah. Or one of my girlfriends told me, read the book, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, that's what? Judy Bloom. Oh my God. Yeah, see, you, I knew you guys would because I'm like, so, that was Is that, that required period. reading? I mean, is that required no. reading for women? I would require no. it for anybody. Judy Bloom and the late Oh and the Great yeah. Beverly Cleary. She was so right. wonderful. Her books, they, they might not have had black characters or native characters or whatever in the books, but I think it's more of a coming of age thing because girls yes. need that kind of, and it's the same with boys. I mean, there's Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Fudge Mania, Super Fudge. Oh, God. I can't remember all these. Other oh, there's characters. so many for guys. There's more for guys than there is for girls. Yeah, there are. That's the yeah. sad part. And you know what's weird? Oh, I, the weirdest book I ever saw for guys was something called 
okay, you're going to laugh. The guidebook, an owner's manual for teens. And it had this, it sounded like an instruction manual for a car. Exactly what it was. Cause oh my God. A, a friend of mine, a friend of mine's dad, a friend of mine's dad actually recommended that book to his son. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It can't be any worse than sex for dummies. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I, I mean, everybody laughed at me when I bought the the vagina Bible. What? Oh dear God! Yeah, yeah. People laughed at me because of that. Well, you guys, well, you, you're, all, you're all going on about. Do you're all tell. going on about. Oh no, about. no, no! The vagina Bible is basically a book written about various parts of the vagina written by a doctor and uh i mean there's a whole bunch of information in there that people should get to know especially is that like females. the from vagina vagina monologues is that where that came from uh no no no, no. this is um this is an actual um uh well i, I wouldn't go so far to call it a textbook but uh, it's just as informative though no, but I Don't worry, know. baby. I'll give you a one-to-one informative tonight. No worries. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. wait. Annabelle, Annabelle is not home. Boy, he's really lucky, eh? <laughs> Boy, that's another. You know what? That's that's the bonus part. Eat your heart out, Victor. That's the bonus part for having a nurse. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll play anatomy when we get home. No worries. Oh my! Uh, no, to go to go back to like, your period thing. To go back to your period thing for dad, like, um, my ex was asleep, and my daughter at the time comes out and goes, is sitting in is sitting in the bathroom, and goes, yells out, "Daddy, what? I got it." I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> go see your mother. <laughs> no, no, I actually no. No, no, I went into the no, bathroom. Yeah, no, I did not. I I went into the bathroom in, into where my ex keeps her supply of pads and all that. And I went and got her a pad. And I said, oh. because I and everything else, I said, now you said this thing's got wings. I said you tuck the wings underneath. I said the flaps underneath your 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 panty. She was okay. Did you explain to her why she's getting her period? I know she knew she she knew why because I explained to her how that came along eventually throughout life. Mm-hmm. I never had nothing from my kids. If they wanted to come and ask any sexual question, they could. Like my son one day came and asked, "Well, how do girls do it? And how did guy? How how?" Do, and he asked me one day about guy and guy, and I so I told him. And he then he grabbed his little. He was like eight or nine years old. And he grabbed his little cheeks and he goes walking away on the tiptoes and he goes, "No one's touching my bum bum." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay, okay. I can honestly, I can honestly say. I, should, I, honestly, I can honestly say, without going too deep into this story, because I don't want to embarrass my daughter, but I am so I, I've always been progressive to the tune that I actually offered to buy her a dildo. Wow! If she wanted one. Nothing wrong with that now. I mean, my daughter ordered one on Amazon. I told her she was, why don't you just get the one goes in the dark? It'll be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because I'm looking at the one with the beads. You mentioned nah, it last beads. time. Did she ever uh, take you up on it? No, she didn't. She she, mm. she actually said, "Don't be ridiculous, Dad." Yeah, I can imagine it was embarrassing for her. Families are the ones with more. I think it's the more diverse race families that are a lot more progressive. 
because a lot right. of these like period parties and whatever and offers to buy dildos and whatever. I mean, people like that, I've noticed are a lot more relaxed about it. But, mm. you know, some of the, the girls in my Catholic school class were just like, they almost never talked about it. And I was told mm-hmm. not to talk about it. But I, I really wish I could have, you know, because if, if Trenton and I do decide to have a little girl, and if we do end up having a little, if the universe grants us a little girl, I am so going to steal Suzette's damn party idea. Mm-hmm. Welcome to it. Yeah, because it's a cultural thing. Actually, here's something else. The Shona tribe in Mozambique and Zimbabwe and Africa do this quite a lot, but when a girl has her first blood showing, what they do is they have a big party, a big party, and everybody comes. And you know how African families, they can sometimes be big? I'm not sure if that's true. They can, I'm like, sorry, they can what? They can be extremely big. Like you got like all of these kids. Some tribes will go so far as like the woman will have a number of children and all that. So, oh, you mean in terms of family-wise, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody shows up to these coming-of-age parties, mm-hmm. and they will give girls cakes, and they'll fuss over the girl, they'll dress her up, and... Yeah, in Jewish, it's called a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Wait. No, it's called a bat mitzvah, isn't it? Actually, it's called a bat mitzvah. Yeah. For girls, that's what I mean, like that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, although I never had one, my but mother it never gave me. Happens about a year, and the, actually, when I looked it up in the dictionary of bat mitzvah for Jewish girls, it's about the day after she turns twelve, and she has about a year to study for it. And I've read like a Cantor's book on bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs, and I actually had quite a few friends who were they had their bar mitzvah like at thirteen. They were Jewish, and bar mitzvahs are usually when a guy reaches that age it's like 13 and they celebrate they have the big party i mean sometimes and they, they do a snip snip actually yeah. it's a celebration of manhood yeah man right. same point. thing with the womanhood in the bot mitzvah thing yeah like but but i mean it's culture i think that in the united states we celebrate so many different cultures people don't really understand like for example some racial discrimination might occur right there in a neighborhood in denver where i am like i might be sitting down and there was actually a thing on next door trenton i don't know if i told you this but there was a guy doing native drums in a backyard and someone on next door was like what's this and because she noticed that her grandson was being racially profiled in the backyard while he was doing his drums Oh, wow. Yeah. But, I I mean, you have to go to the root of this shit. I mean, who does stuff like this? For example, uh, you get a lot of neighborhoods being called certain things. For example, example, rather, sorry, Spanish Harlem. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of uh, different cultures that sort of segregate to one area. They're yeah, like I called mean, ghettos type of thing. Yeah, and well, here, yeah, it's like you have here in Toronto. Like, we have little Portugal, little, little Italy. Little Portugal, little Italy. Then yeah. you have like, up in Jane Finch, you have that Chinatown. area. Have, yeah, Chinatown. You have little Somalia. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought was systemic racism. When the government puts labels on people, 
that shouldn't be there. Well, it's like they have an area up here near um, near in Toronto here near a place called Bathurst uh, once Lawrence West Station. They call it the jungle. Mm-hmm. You go there, it's all majority of it. I guess, I'm not going to lie, the majority of it's all black folks. Right, 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 right. And that's right. where they've all gone. Right, mm. right. Yeah, I mean, I used to live in um, uh, in the Vaughn and Oakwood area, and they called that Little Jamaica. Oh Jesus! You know, yeah, and, see, that's and, how it is here in here in Toronto. It's like, yeah. You know, it's funny. I walk all over Boston, and I honestly, I'm not going to lie. There were these other parts of Boston that uh, Trenton. Oh my God, I want to take him to Boston so bad. There's this. That all the North End cafes are together, and then you have all these like other things in Boston that are together. And I think, well, in Denver they have an Eastern half, which is all like Somalis and whatever. We have a vibrant Ethiopian community, and they have their own radio station. Like what? I was so surprised. But I don't think it's really the systemic racism isn't really about segregating people into ghettos, because mm-hmm. if you look at the north end of Boston one day, you'll notice that everything seems so clean. I mean, the T is the cleaner subway system because I've actually ridden on it. And, well, there was one guy from Albany who once told us that there were rats on the New York City Manhattan subway system. So famous. And he said something about rats the size of dogs on that subway. And I'm like, ew, no. But when I went He to- ain't lying. He ain't lying. I'm telling you, they're huge. Oh, <laughs> rats, germs, dirt. Oh, God, please. And oh, people rats. will urinate on the, on the subway and not care. Okay? Ew. What, they Chicago? Do the metro system. No, New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do that here in Toronto too. They do that here, yeah, yeah. I've seen I shit heard, like that. There was, there, there's another guy in Canada I know that said that. Yeah, people do naughty things on the train, but like the Boston Tea was really relatively clean. We went to the North End, and the portion size for their foods is up in the cafes. Right. Enormous! I couldn't even finish up a goat cheese macaroni pasta thing. It was so good though. But then we, I can't remember where legal seafood is placed, but I'm not taking my buddy Tabitha there because she's allergic. But like, I miss their lobster ravioli. It's the best thing you can get on the the eastern side. But the north end is all the Italian stuff, like in Boston. And they have relatively clean areas. They have wine. They have pasta. They have cannolis. They have this place called Mike's. Ooh, cannolis. Yum, yum. Oh, my. Those are good, huh? (laughs) Never had one in my life. I go to the uh, Italian bakeries here. You've never had one, Joetta? Nope. I'll mail you one. I'll mail you one. (laughs) Missing out on so much. (laughs) Nice, crunchy shell, though. It has to be fresh. Oh, yeah. 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 Fresh, right? uh, Fresh. Yeah. We made. Yeah. Otherwise, the shell gets all kind of warped. cake thing for those that are living under a rock. They're, and they have cream inside. Yummy. Oh, my God. I had a chocolate chip cannoli. It's actually marcipan. Ew, chocolate Ooh. chip. Chocolate chip's oh, actually it's good. It's not a real cannoli, is it? Really? No. Not, not a real for cannolis. No. Cannolis are cakes, though. No, they're no, not. They're not. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. Wait, I they're thought not. they were. No. no. 
They're like a tortilla shell, mini, 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 with like made with cream cheese and um, like I think it's fresh. I can't. Remember it's actually not cream cheese. cheese. Marzipan. Marzipan. You're right. Marzipan. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. yo. Somebody send oh me some God. cannolis. Like, <laughs> get it through customs. Thing I had at the okay, I don't even know what the heck to call it. Okay, but... Beth, Beth, you have to give that person shit. <laughs> they <laughs> lied to you. <laughs> they did no, not give him cannolis. Okay, I don't want to have to ship cannolis out to you. No, just find out her address and find out where the nearest Italian bakery is in her area. <laughs> I need to go to an Italian bakery anyway, because but. But anyway, so we, we explored Boston and we did find an Irish pub called Nev Divines. And frankly, I can't remember where the hell it was located. But systemic racism more has to do with people being ignorant and systematically discriminating against people because they don't understand an aspect of them. Whether it's disability mm-hmm. and color of skin, both of those, or any combination of disability, color of skin, hairstyle, it doesn't matter what. But if and you it, notice, a lot of people do sort of segregate to different parts of, you know, whatever area. And um, they do. They do, and they stick kind of together. So. And you have to, I mean, I have to say, it is a sweeping generalization. It all boils down to generalization. And I can, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I've done it too. I mean, I've seen uh, people, w- well, let's take Stephen Hawking, for example, who has his condition. And you look at him and you think, there's no way this guy is smart. Meanwhile, he's, he's, brilliant. he's written papers. Yeah. He's, and he's done all kinds of articles and books. And he's won the Nobel Peace Prize. Right, exactly. I like and, Stephen Hawking. I know. Again, we're kind of uh, okay. Sorry, guys. I hate to go, but I'm still technically at work, and I have to do meds. So thank y'all. I'll try to come back if I can, but I've got to run for meds right now. Okay, you take right. care, okay. Susan. All right. Bye. 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 See you later, honey. So yeah, I mean, actually, we've um, kind of gone to our time. Way over our time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we had fun though, didn't we? Yeah, we're we it are just over an hour. Yeah. Well, just to mention one more thing about this discrimination thing. You Tell know me. how many landlords here, especially in Montreal, will not accept again blacks, Arabs, whatever. They're very, very uh, discriminatory, and they're the ones that come from another country. Usually, they discriminate against. Believe it or not, even their own, they won't run to. Right, right, right. Which is really that weird. is, and that's I know. so sad because, like Trenton and I, if we want to find a rental. Or a house. The thing I really want, and these are guidelines I have to put down. Like, I was like, Trenton, we really need, and Trenton, you can back me up here, but um, we need to find rental or a house with three bedrooms, and people are going, good luck. And I have to have it in a safe area, not downtown. It can't be located near. Oh, our caseworker around. She tried to make us go to Castle Castle, Castle Rock. And that's a conservative area of Colorado. And I'm like, that's too far away from the church I just joined. And busing is awful. And I'm not moving to Greeley because, oh, that's farm country. And there will be no benefits or health care. Like, I have to be near businesses or a bus stop. Yeah, you've got to be more near the city. 
Yep. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I also need it's to accessible. establish a relationship with a doctor. Uh huh. These discriminatory practices are going to make it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a woman who's Haitian, and uh, believe it or not, she refuses completely to rent to a black anybody. Wow. So. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The roundtable on um, discrimination and racism. I want to thank my guest, Alex Fleet, Joetta K. Lewis, Beth Tarazi, and her partner, Trenton Matthews. I want to thank uh, Iris Corcos. And of course, Alex, please give my regards to your lovely fiance, Susan. And uh, I want to thank, of course, my co-host, Claudia Del Real. Wow, I was almost going to say Claudia Rivera. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining in. Remember, uh, well, actually, I don't have a catchy phrase, so fuck it. <laughs> Thanks for Thank all you. for watching. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Take care. Stay safe.